Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I've told you guys before about how when Matt starts talking, I put my arms in like a mannequin pose, like an action pose, and then oh, okay. I move them so my right arm comes up when okay. I say my okay. name. <laughs> Is this I do like a-, a karate action, like you push the button on the back of your neck mm-hmm. and it makes you do a chop? It's more like in breakdancing when you pretend to be a robot and you just move your arms real stiff. Mm, doing the I robot. do like that you <laughs> described your pose as a mannequin pose and an action pose, which could be the two <laughs> least alike things you could do. Yes, but we all know when you see a mannequin that's in like a swimwear section or something and it's got like both of its arms up and its hands are just like little scoops. And it's mm-hmm. swimming. And it's like... <laughs> that would be good. No, it's just like... Uh, calling to a friend or something. You don't know. You don't know the mannequin's backstory. That's the problem with mannequin displays. You can't can't read its emotions on its face either. (laughs) I feel like mannequins are getting more sassy. Do do we all agree on this? Do I need to defend this position? Okay. So then once they are a certain level of sass, I need to know what they're sassy about. Because some people are sassy about bad things, and I don't want to dress like those people. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Can you define sassy about bad things? Because I'm not following. And also, what are you talking about? If you were, like, like, standing there like a mannequin with Mm -hmm. one hand on your hip and the other arm, like, out but your wrists down. And the other one given a high five. Yep, exactly. Um, Like... That could be you being like, wow, can you believe how shitty rich white men are? And then I'd be like, yeah, I want to dress like this person. <laughs> but if it's but uh, it could... Austin Powers going, oh, behave, then you don't yeah, want to be exactly. part of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the thing I like best is Austin Powers going, oh, behave. <laughs> yeah, Jeff starting a, his new uh, startup uh, fashion mailing service that's just Austin Powers fashions. <laughs> People would love that. <laughs> they would. Yeah, it's true. I think people would go crazy for it. Is the are the sixties back again yet? I know the eighties are back. The nineties version of the sixties is back. Actually, weirdly, that's why yeah. Austin Powers is so big right now. Is it big? Oh no, no, it's not. Okay, good. Um, I was afraid. I, I don't trust anything anymore. No, we live in a bit right now. Mm-hmm. It's true. We're, is we're it, living this- a bit. Is the cycle every 20 years fashions come back? Is that the way it works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They usually come back to just before mm-hmm. whatever your parents thought was cool. So the the decade between your grandparents becoming out of touch and your parents before they get uh, to be the ones making fashion, that's mm-hmm. the decade your kids will like. Have you noticed how many incredibly 70s things HBO is doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? I guess the people who are coming of age to make, coming of the age where you get to actually make entertainment, those yeah, the people, people who have are old and 70s. rich enough to be in charge of HBO. Those people were probably small children in the seventies, and they thought that was so cool and sophisticated that they they keep that idea in their mind. Hmm. Like to be fair, I tend to things think some stupid eighties eighties things are cool and sophisticated just because I was a small child when I saw them. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess. Yeah. The problem is that I feel like the 90s were so cringy already that I, I've i learned to hate the things that I loved when I was that age. <laughs> what is the 70s stuff that you think HBO is doing a lot of? 
They did, um, like last year or a couple years ago, they did that The Deuce, uh, which was yeah. like about porn, 70s porn, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they're doing a Magic Johnson uh, thing from the set. Like when Wait, the, Magic the bi- Johnson? I think it's Magic Johnson. They're doing some kind of L.A. Lakers uh, 70s. He didn't play. I guess he was in the eighties, huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know who it is. I don't know because it's shot in seventies style with like seventies film grain and whatever. But then in the trailers, they they keep using the word magic, and I guess I just assumed that it was Magic Johnson, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) It's a magical realism basketball movie. (laughs) (laughs) Now that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would rule actually. I would love a movie that is a sports movie set in a world where magic is real. No, but we cannot talk ha- about wizard baseball again. Remember? Again? What? <laughs> no. Oh, God. There's that series of books we talked about in the book of Daniel. Matt, you remember. Oh, uh, yes, I vaguely remember this. Okay. But I'm not talking about wizards playing baseball. I'm talking about a world where magic is real, but not allowed in the sport. Okay. Hmm. So, so the, this is like that scene in every X-Men movie where they're playing basketball and someone gets in <laughs> trouble for using their powers? Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I'd be on the board with that. That wasn't really where I was going, but I do like that. I mean, it would be like Angels in the Outfield if the umpire could see the Angels and be like, hey, get out of here, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> angels not allowed in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I like Angels this. in the bleachers. That mm-hmm. would be a good would it? thing. Wouldn't it be good? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad. Are they secretly yeah. using their angel powers to influence the game anyway? No. Against the rules. Oh. <laughs> I don't know that... Here's the thing about Angels in the Outfield, which I have seen half of once 25 years ago. <laughs> okay, so cool. Here we go. You, but you're, the, my... you're the expert on it then, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I watched it a lot as a child. Did you? Yeah. I've never okay. seen it. Now, okay. as I remember Angels in the Outfield, they don't actually have any powers other than being able to fly and being invisible, which are powers, but they can't, like, point at a ball and make it explode. They have to, like, physically pick up a dude to make him go up and catch a fly ball, right? Okay. Yes, but that's still a power. I mean, it is, but I'm saying if they were forced to sit in the stands, they couldn't influence the game Mm. because they don't have, like, telekinesis or whatever. Unclear. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. Okay. Hmm. Well... That gives us a chance to write it. (laughs) 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 This is now a new idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if you tried to... I bet you could write an Angels playing baseball movie that is in every way different. I've thought about this a few times in terms of writing stories where, like, I hear the premise of a book and I'm like, oh my god, that's so awesome. I bet this and this happens. And then I read that book and it's nothing like what I thought it was going to be. And then I'm like, could I write that book, though? The The one one that that I thought thought was going to be awesome? A lot of people do that, and they get successful, and that's the like the little secret. Did you know they were influenced by this different thing? So you should do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I should do that sometime. Yeah, do I say sicko. if we have a new Angels in the Outfield style movie, we need to like that was a haha funny like Angels. That's the name of a team, but also there are angels in it, mm-hmm. so it's a different type of creature. So you're saying Seahawks in the yes! Outfield is the next one? This is the thing. This is what we need, <laughs> and it's it's about. Uh, like Seahawks uh, is football for one thing. Yes. <laughs> so are they playing football now? No, they're still playing baseball. Mm, That's no. what's confusing. They get there are magical. Uh, Christopher Lloyd plays a Seahawk from a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> 
He would do Hold it on. too. He does fucking anything. A big beautiful bird that comes through a portal from uh, Lord of the Rings land or whatever. If you made it the Mariners, though, then you could have ghost pirates. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Oh, man, it would be great. There could be a thing where, like, the Flying Dutchman comes to town. Yes. Mariners in the midfield. Is there a midfield in baseball? I don't think there's a midfield. I thought there's just the infield and the outfield. What's the midfield? I thought midfield was a football thing. I have no idea. Backfield, that's football. Yeah. A field. Um, I've... How come there isn't a Flying Dutchman movie? How come uh, there isn't the a Caribbean. Flying Dutchman uh, sports team? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, too. There's like 15 mm. uh, bird sports teams, but no Flying Dutchman sports team? I don't understand. <laughs> Hold on. But the Flying Dutchman is one thing, and I hate when a sports team is named after one thing. I hate that. What? You like don't... the cr- the Kraken. Just to keep it in Seattle, I guess. No, we would uh, pluralize it. It would be the Flying Dutchman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. well, the people, the, the ghostly crew of the Flying Dutchman have to call themselves the Flying Dutchmen, right? Do they? Of course they must. That's... What else would you call yourself? The Flying Dutchman and his merry men. Yeah, that's nonsense. <laughs> no, this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. That's what the whole uh, show is, Matt. Yeah, listen, I'm really struggling with this Daylight Savings time, you guys. Yeah, me too. <sighs> so anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? Uh, right now, in my crockpot, I have... Oh my god, right now? Yeah, it's happening now. I have a corned beef in the crockpot, and I'm very excited that it's corned beef wait, season again. Wait, what are you... You maniac! It's Thursday is... St. Patrick's Day, are you going to do two corned beefs in a week? Yeah, of course I am! What's wrong what? with you? What? <laughs> Why would you think that I wouldn't? Corn Go beef is to so cheap. jail right now! No, no corned corn beef is, is delicious. Cheap. Yeah. I- I'm not saying corned beef isn't great, but you can't do two in a week! Yes, you well, can. Well, I'm not. I'm you not. Just have to, you drink plenty of water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you get all your essential salts from that corned uh, beef. I love the idea of a St. Patrick's Day version of the 4th of July eating hot dogs competition. <laughs> Joey Chestnut just eats 57 corned beefs. Yeah, except it's Louisa doing it. <laughs> and it's not a contest. She's just doing it for yeah. fun. Just yeah. gnawing on a slab straight out of the crockpot. I love it because realistically the way the annou- the results would be announced would be like, and the winner with three quarters of one <laughs> corned beef is Louisa Heron. Oh, wow. Matt, you underestimate the deliciousness of corned beef. I've definitely eaten one, a whole one on a my whole own. No, Jeff, you'll die. That's too That's much. Possible. The amount of nitrates in your bloodstream would make it, like, you would die, but your body wouldn't fall over. <laughs> You can't eat three pounds of solid beef, Jeff. You can't do it. It's bad. Oh, it's not solid. (laughs) It's very well marbled with fat and also full of so much salt that it turned pink before cooking. He just eats a, uh, he just eats it with a straw. Oh, gross. Anyway, my corned beef is going to be good and not any of these things. Uh, But I love that it's, I just like to put it in the crock pot, almost covered with Mm, they say water, which I don't do. I do beef broth because I want a nice beer. flavorful. No, I don't like it with beer. I do it with beer. And then you sprinkle on those spices that they always include, which are so good. And then I leave it in there for nine hours. Wow. 
done perfectly good. Do you good. put it in the oven after so it gets a crispy crust? I always do that too. I don't. I just have it boiled the first meal. I always plan, of course, an entire week of meals around it. First meal just boiled, second through third, fourth. You put it in a uh, frying pan to reheat, fat side down, and then you get that mm. crispy fat. Have it with eggs or something. Maybe make a corned beef hash. And then, of course, yeah. I have rye bread and Swiss cheese so I can make Reuben sandwiches. Do you do any kind of sauce? Sometimes I make a like a, a peppercorn cream sauce, which goes well on it, and I'm trying to decide if that's the way to go this year. I don't. I keep it traditional. <laughs> like, I don't thicken the juices or anything. I just have it with the broth, mm-hmm. which I know is boring, but is traditional, and I like it. I don't... I feel weird about when there's just, like, loose juices. broth on yeah. your plate at the end of the meal, you know? Yeah, you I know what it. you mean, but oh, I do drink I, it. I mean, I do also, but I don't want to. <laughs> I want it to be thick enough that I could pick it up with a fork and pr- convince myself it's food. <laughs> you could turn you it into a, nice a gravy. Thick broth. <laughs> yeah, that's what gravy is. <laughs> I don't think... Jeff, gravy's your favorite food. I don't <laughs> think it. that gravy should be thick enough that you can pick it up with a fork. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> It absolutely should be. <clears throat> Matt, you could make a uh, brown gravy for your corned beef, but I don't think that would be good. Yeah, I don't... Yes, and, like, to make a really good brown gravy, you need the pan drippings, and yeah. the pan drippings of of corned beef are crazy tasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're like, mm, is there blood in my mouth? No, it's just <laughs> all these right. juices. But if you incorporate some of the juices of the, the corned beef into a peppercorn bechamel basically um it it tastes pretty good well i'm gonna i always say the juices and sometimes i cook vegetables in them but i might use them to make cream chip beef this year which i haven't done before yeah (laughs) see now jeff's on board jeff likes a a beef in a a white sauce cream chip beef. i was researching this i was researching this looking for the best gravy to have with a corned beef um Uh and but corned beef gravy is, like, a thing, like, sausage gravy, kind of, I guess. Okay. Which I didn't realize. Mm. But there's a million recipes out there for basically sausage gravy, but with corned beef instead of sausage. That sounds good. I mean, that is what cream chip <clears throat> beef is, essentially. Yeah, I suppose that's true. seasoning. I wonder if it's just been rebranded because cream chip beef sounds disgusting. Yeah, that's the absolute <laughs> worst name that any food uh, has hold ever on. Had. Yep. Is that the absolute worst name? Because it is called Shit on a Shingle here, so... Mm. Well... Yeah, they found one worse name for it. You're right. <laughs> I actually think I like Shit on a Shingle better, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. The real thing, not the food. Uh, yeah, get him. Hey, got him. No, it, I'm not going to go that far. <clears throat> I've, I've trapped you. I've, I've defeated you with facts and logic in the marketplace of ideas. <laughs> I do like when things are referred to in diner slang, though. Mm. Yeah. And that almost overcomes your uh, complete abhorrence of poop jokes. I mean, I don't... I'm not going to be thinking about the literal shit on a shingle, because that's nonsense. Instead, I'm going to be thinking about fun uh, diner people having their own banter language. (laughs) You know? Banter language. That's yeah, wild. it's like Cockney rhyming slang for New Jersey. <laughs> yes. When you think about it, the, the way we all talk about how eggs are done is entirely just diner slang that's been incorporated into the English language. Like sunny side up or over like easy. scrambled? No. Although, maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, before that, they were called Lord Fauntleroy's eggs. Ugh, <laughs> oh, they're so fancy. No, they don't have to be fancier than that, than scrambled. <laughs> I know, I was trying to, I was, uh contrasting how fancy the name was with how not fancy the thing was. I guess so. Listen, you can't call me out, because I had two examples, okay? <laughs> Over Easy and uh, Sunny Side Up, those are legit. And cookbooks mm. will have that in there, so. Wait, the, what is the trample? What is trampolines? Is that Over Easy? What? I don't know. I don't know that one. I think that di- I think Over Easy and Sunny Side Up are both not diner slangy enough and they made new more complicated diner slangs for those things <laughs> to make sure people don't catch on i've heard the phrase two zeros on a trampoline it's a trampoline of pancake <laughs> it might be toast that would make sense it could be toast yeah putting two eggs on a pancake would be a psychotic <laughs> Matt, two you hard boiled eggs order rolled up eggs on like a waffle or something at the diner no uh Okay, my, two zeros my... on a trampoline with a side of Joan and Ark. Joan of Ark is two mm-hmm. fried eggs on toast with steak fries from the Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm, that's probably where I heard it. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Um, Remember no, when Burton to... taught us diner slang in one episode of Reading Rainbow? I don't, okay. but I bet that that is uh, what, part of where I, my love for it came from. Yeah. Um, no, my go-to diner order is, uh, corned beef hash and matzo ball soup. Mm, that's pretty good. Any time of day, you're saying? Yep, any time of day. It's okay. great. Morning, evening, anytime. Does sound yep. good. When matzo's on the menu, you can have matzo anytime. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like to get a pastrami yep. sandwich at a deli, but they're usually pretty bad. Yeah, deli is a completely different thing than a diner, so well, uh, yeah, different. go to jail again. <laughs> We're talking about in the greater New York City area, diners and delis are often very similar. No! Places. Absolutely what? not. You're <laughs> insane. A diner is a building that was built in 1953 and has not been upgraded since, and they serve every food under the sun and Correct. an infinity Including coffee for a giant sandwiches. I think that Louisa is arguing a thing she doesn't really believe because she made a mistake and accidentally <laughs> said a, di- a deli thing instead of a diner thing. Uh, That's that, what I think is happening here. I won't discount that, but I, in my mind, they are linked. No. That's insane. A diner, you get I, a giant club sandwich at a diner. As well can, as a deli. Yes. But yeah. no, if you get it from a deli, it's wrapped up and the guy who gives it to you is from... Lebanon, or like one of those maybe a former Soviet bloc nation uh, and calls you boss or buddy. Mm -hmm. I'm not, first of all, I said greater New York City area, so I'm not talking about within the city. I'm talking about outside where they have plenty of room. They have a giant parking lot. They're this crazy building. They have a menu that's like a phone book. And those places do have all the diner foods and all the deli foods. Yeah, you know, guys, airports and Hot Topics are basically the same thing. They are! Everyone's having a rave in both of them all the time! (laughs) You have to take off your studded belt or you can't go to the metal detector. (laughs) To get at the Hot Topic. The metal detector and a Hot Topic? What are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, man. You're more over-enthusiastic than a metal detector and a Hot Topic. (laughs) Mm, Pretty good. Wow. More over-enthusiastic is a tortured phrase, though. <laughs> you can workshop this. <laughs> no, no, it's already perfect. <laughs> Jeff, uh, you should write a series where you are a noir detective, but nowadays, and you say things like that. Ooh. Oh my god, I love this. 
I already did you say I already did that, but the premise was a noir detective who makes ghost puns. I know you should have continued with that because it was great. Yeah. Uh, the issue is, I did one with a, um, I introduced a new character who was, like, a sort of play on the, like, Shaft-style blaxploitation adjacent detective, and, uh, I felt too bad doing that that I just didn't finish editing it, because it seemed like maybe not a thing I should make. But also, I don't think there was anything... 100% 100% inappropriate about it, so I don't know. I might re- I might edit it at some point. You could rework that. Yeah. Similarly, I've been working on a uh, short story or possibly novel for a while where the main character is gay, and I think it's fine, but I worry that it like it's appropriative for me to be trying to tell a story of a queer person. Especially because he's like gay in the sense that he's bad in middle school. Not mm-hmm. gay in the sense that he's homosexual, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a uh, auto, uh, it's a biography of Marvin Gaye. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine then. I think you. Could... Oh no, it's gonna have such a sad ending, though. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's true. I almost said autobiography of Marvin Gaye, which is really giving the game away. <laughs> uh, anyway, corned beef is great. Enjoy it in the diner or your home. <laughs> And Jeff, what did you do this week? Oh, Christ, what did I do this? I started playing Elden Ring more, but we talked about that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I I want to talk about Elden Ring so much, though. <laughs> okay, let's just talk about Elden Ring. All oh, right. Oh, my God. I don't mind. Fucking rules. I'm not playing it, and I don't think I intend to play it, because it looks too scary. Yeah, Louisa, you would hate this game so much. I... You would be so unhappy playing this game. I was not anticipating it being scary, but then I got to the land uh, known as Caelid uh, last night, and mm-hmm. Caelid is the scary-themed area where uh, the time of day is red, uh, yeah. all of the enemies are uh, blood-covered zombies. Oh, no. Yeah. Or T-Rexes with the heads of either ravens or dogs. <laughs> um, and they all kill me instantly in one hit. I see them in the distance, and then they take one leap. And at the end of that leap, they bite me until I'm dead for one bite. Uh, <laughs> so I bad. need to leave that area as soon as possible. I don't know if you've gotten to the part where they tell you about what happened there, um, but I'm not going to spoil anything, but the the illness that you get if you walk into that swamp is called the Crimson Rot, and I love that. I love that as a name for a disease in a fantasy world. Yeah, I would say the main strength of this... uh... This, like, meta-series in general is the names of things. Yes. Um... Who is that that first bot, boss? Uh, Marky, the, like, wretched... The fa- Fell Omen. Fell Omen. That's such a good name for a, yeah. a guy to fight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the, fir- the first main boss, which we talked about before, Godric the Grafted, is also a good name. Um, right now I'm fighting a boss called the Star Scourge, Love which is it. an awesome name. Skywalker. <laughs> Yeah, yep. his backstory, which has no bearing at all on the game, so I can tell you because it's not ruining anything, is that he got sick and was dying, and so he fought the stars so that they wouldn't 
until they stopped moving in the sky so that he wouldn't time wouldn't move on and so, he wouldn't get So real big superman flying backwards around the earth. I know he fucking kicks ass. <laughs> so what he did was he read the book The Fault in Our Stars and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, the fault is the but, stars." But when is somebody going to start doing something about it? God damn it. <laughs> I'm not dying of cancer. The stars are doing this. Then yep, exactly. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I like walking into an area and it's just like, the minor Erd tree. I'm like, what the hell is an Erd tree? Oh, there's a guy with a sword. And by a guy, I mean a tree. And the tree has a sword. That's not Jeff, the Erd tree, though. <laughs> Jeff, did you do that thing where you skipped through all of the story at the beginning of the game? <laughs> No, I absolutely didn't, but that was 13 hours ago, and I've okay. encountered so much weird, inexplicable stuff since then that I cannot possibly remember the, like, three minutes of cutscene explaining the history of this world in purely nonsense terms. Well, all I will say is, in the game, anytime you look up and you see that giant golden tree that is covering the entire sky, that is the Erd tree. Yeah, this is what I had, uh, this is what I had figured, but I don't know what a minor Erd tree is, or why another regular tree with a sword the size of a tree is trying to kill me for going near a smaller tree. <laughs> That is one of the Erd Tree Guardians, Jeff, obviously. Uh, yeah, that is what it said on screen when I approached it, and then when it yeah. jumped across the entire Earth and uh, fell me in one swing of its majestic sword. I almost ruined the game for myself, because something that I didn't know, and that no one tells you until you look it up online, is that uh, the the way because it's an open world game it has that thing of like you can go and fight the end boss pretty much any time mm. um in order to unlock the like actual erd tree itself to go in and do the final boss fight uh you just need to have two of the great runes so the 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 like the story that Jeff forgets from the beginning of the game is that the Elden uh, Ring was split up and uh, yeah, all those the, people died <laughs> The goddess created the Elden Ring, which is basically like the circle of life, I guess, in this world. Mm-hmm. The goddess uh, is not then, Marika? That's a different lady? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if they tell you the goddess's name. Okay. Um, but anyway, she like is sealed away in the Erd Tree, and then all of her children fight over the Elden Ring, which mm-hmm. leads to the Great Shattering. Uh, and capital, so, capital T, capital S. Yes, exactly. And so the the Elden Ring shatters into pieces, and all of her children take those pieces and become demigods. Yeah, uh, and then they're hubris, etc., uh, etc. Et you did tell us about this part. Yeah. Right. So you are now collecting those pieces, and I just assumed you needed to get all of the pieces and put it back together so that you could get to the Earth Tree to fight or mm-hmm. save the goddess or whatever. Um, but no, apparently you just need two of those pieces, so... What? Then suddenly all of the NPCs are like, you should go to the Erd Tree right now, and I'm like, okay, yeah, everyone's telling me to do this, I should do this. And I got there, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is a fucking gigantic tree, I think this is the Erd Tree, and I looked it up, and I was like, fuck, why did everyone tell me to come here? I'm not ready for this. <laughs> uh, I have done very little that I was ready for in this game. I summoned a guy to help me clear out a dungeon that was like just slightly too hard 
Like, I could have done it if I bashed my head against it some more. Uh, I helped someone else clear out the same dungeon. Uh, oh, you're playing with online mode turned on? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, no, I, I mean, love getting the messages. Every time I see a turtle in the open world, there's a bunch of messages near it being like, Dog? First of all, dog. Try dog. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. It's so, like, <laughs> ruins the game, and so many dipshit 13-year-olds just trying to be funny. It's exhausting. I only have found one uh, tri-finger butthole. Really? Um, <laughs> I I pre-ordered, so I played it the first day, and in the first tutorial area, I saw, I think I counted up to 35 of those before I was like, I'm turning <laughs> off online mode. Uh, I put in the the, uh, the multiplayer keyword uh, besties, so that I would see priority, these stuff from the other listeners of the besties. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, but, yeah, Think that is... Uh, no, it's just like... They'll be, they'll, those messages will glow more, so I will know that, uh, someone else who listens to the besties has put that message <laughs> down and can reasonably trust it not to be, uh, saying tri-finger butthole. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, in Pokemon, I turned on online because I wanted, if you die in Pokemon, you lose some you of You die in real life. life. Yes, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> And just like in real life, you lose some of your stuff because you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some of your stuff. <laughs> yeah, just some of it. Yeah, you yeah, don't you lose. mummify your pet goose exactly. and take it with you. <laughs> you. You get to take your cat and some of your slaves. <laughs> um, but only, I, only the ones you love the most. <laughs> so because I died, I turned on the online mode because... Other people, when they're doing their adventures, if they find your pack in their world and they pick it up, it gets sent back to you and you get your stuff back, which is very nice. But that means that I see other people's packs around. So it'll be like, you know, Matt's pack, Jeff's pack, but what I picked up today was called Sir Smokes a Lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized, uh, I guess there really aren't filters, or I guess people are so creative that any filters that, like, wouldn't let you do a swear, there are ways to... Get your meaning across without I, being the thing. I wish you could see what was in the pack that you rescued so that you could curate those things and have Sir Smokes a lot, his <laughs> bag full of, like, I don't know, herbs or whatever. Yeah, the King's Herb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it'd be Ooh. radical. Because then you know that that person went out to die so that they could have this joke for just you, and yes. I love that. <laughs> I really... I... I play exclusively with online mode on in that one because I really like uh, I really like going around and picking up the satchels. I think that's a fun thing to do in the meantime. It is, and then you get some points for it and sometimes a nice uh, item, so it's worth it. Yeah, I definitely thought that that was more uh, important than it was when I played ah. because I was like, oh, look, I have like a quest marker here. I need to go there immediately. And then it was like, you return your sa- the satchel to Blah. And I was like, oh, who's that character? Mm-hmm. I need to go find them and, and see what's going on. And it took me forever to realize it was an online thing. Yeah, It'd be exciting if Sir Smokes-A-Lot was in the game. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, that's basically what... Uh, 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 Psyduck is. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Psy- is Psyduck the highest Pokemon? I feel like he wouldn't have headaches so much if he was. Mm, I mean, that's why he's so high. I feel it? like Cherim is the highest because, because it's, it's because it's Cherim is number four twenty. 
Yes, because it's number 420, and then its little baby cherry is so high. <laughs> Look at that baby cherry. <laughs> if coughing isn't the highest Pokemon, then we are all doing it well, wrong. Well, wheezing. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Very good. I still can't believe they hinted at the existence of uh, wheezing in the game, but then it's not in the game. That new, uh, the new cat starter everyone is interpreting as a weed leaf. Sprigatito. Yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen people talking about that. I do not see it at all. Yeah, I don't either. The leaf on its face is a similar shape. shape, but not mm-hmm. identical. It doesn't have the right number of leaf leaves. People what are like, are the, the leaf weed. leaves called? Yeah, people are so <laughs> fucking thirsty for weed stuff that like well, yeah, yeah, I've they're, legitimately they're seen... so much weed they have that cotton mouth. <laughs> I've legitimately seen people look at, like, the Canadian flag and yeah. be like, haha, it's a weed leaf. Like, it's ju- just because it's got five things on it doesn't make it a weed leaf, <laughs> assholes. Oh, man. Do you know the points on all the leaves of the Canadian flag are the different, um, what do they call it? Points of the maple leaf. Yep. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Every maple leaf is worth five points. <laughs> And if you collect, if you manage to earn 100 points in a single day, you become Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. What do they call those things in Canada? Provinces? Gamification. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, there's more than five yes. provinces. No, I know, but if you look at the flag, it's not just five points, it has extra points, and it's the number of all the provinces. Really? Yes. Yeah, each of the points has points. Uh, huh. Yes, okay. there's the two bottom points, and then each of the three points has three points. So there's 11 points. So I guess okay. there's 11 provinces. I couldn't name any of them, probably. I uh, think I could name all of them. I can't name all of them, but let's see. British Columbia, Alberta. Yes. yes. Quebec. Uh, yes. Is that the name of a whole province? <laughs> yes. No, here's where we run into trouble. We have um, nowhere to fact check this. Uh, Newfoundland. Yes. Uh, uh, Labrador? Uh, Labrador and New Brunswick. Yeah, I was I just going to say Labrador okay. and something, I think, is one. I, that's five. Uh, we've, we've got less than half. Manitoba. Well, Manitoba, okay. None of it. What? Yukon Territory. None of it? Yes. <laughs> Jeff wants to do it. Who's on first? No, this. hold on. Is that actually the name of one of them? Yes, it is. Is that a province? Yes! Okay. God damn it, guys. Read a book. <laughs> I won't. I refuse. <laughs> Yellowknife and Whitehorse. Although, do those count? Those aren't provinces yeah. at all. None of it is not the name of a province. It is! I might be getting confused with First Nations nations. There are ten provinces, it turns out. None, of it, oh, none of it is a territory. Yeah, but it's one of the provinces. Just like Northwest Territory is also a territory, but also a province. Ten, ten provinces and three territories. Okay. Uh, it's different. I think it's like a Puerto Rico type thing. It's not. It's not different. I've been to most of these. I'm too dumb. You know when people talk about Wordle instead of Wordle, the one about mm-hmm. nations, I get nervous thinking that I might have to interact with it in some way because I'm so bad at geography. I always think I would love to go on Jeopardy because, like, so many of the categories, I'm like, I know all the answers in this category, but every single episode has at least one Bible category yeah. and at least two geography categories, and I would fucking suck at those. Yeah. There are three also, territories they... in Canada, and unlike the provinces, they have no inherent sovereignty and only powers delegated to them by the federal government. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, 
Lawyered. So what's this deal with the points? I guess maybe they're counting part of the stem. I don't really know how it works, but I was told the points maybe, are for the provinces. Maybe one of the points represents all three territories. Maybe. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't remember. Matt, did we talk about your thing that you did? No. What was it? Uh, okay, I have two quick ones and we can uh, yes. move on. Uh, number one, I've been playing the new Pixel remaster of Final Fantasy VI. Oh, I don't that? have a whole whole lot to say except that that game is great. Um, Did you do the opera yet? No, no, no I'm opera. not that far at okay. all. I uh, have just gotten to the part where spoilers for Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> uh, Tara finds out that she is an Esper and goes crazy and flies across the world. Mm, yes, is this the um, one? Take a gap year, find herself. Is this the yep. one where Kefka is there? Yes, okay. that's the one with Kefka. Um, I I mainly got it because I like that game so much, and I was like, I want to own this version of it. Um, but it's it is beautiful. Uh, the the way in which they have jazzed up the animations of like spells and you know blitz attacks and stuff is really good. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would, and. Man, playing it really makes you realize how much better the story of this game is than games now, for the most part, are. Hmm. Um, like, I feel like especially Final Fantasy really got up its own ass in recent versions of it, whereas this game is like uh, a mythology-level universal themes with like war and family and... Uh, the, the fact that you find out in the beginning that Locke is, like, a thief, uh, and you're like, oh, this rogue, and then you find out that he's doing it because his dead girlfriend lost her memory before she died and didn't remember who he was at all, and he was looking for a special magic item that would give her memory back? Fuck! <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good backstory for a character! <laughs> uh, a lot of the dialogue is absolute straight-up garbage, though, you have to admit. Well, this is a they part of it is that they redid a lot of the regionalization oh. for this remake, so a lot of the translations are way better than they were in the Super Nintendo version. Oh, well, that's good because I remember it being one of the classic Final Fantasy tropes where a character is like, "No, I have to come with you. You can't go do this alone." And then the other character is like, "No, you have to stay here." And then the first character is like, "Okay, I'll stay here." <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> was this supposed to be emotional? Yeah. It seems really yeah. weird that they did these pixel remasters at all, because it's, like, the halfway point between remaking the game fully and just re-releasing the one that they already made, but, like, with a better translation. Yes. It is, but I do think it's... I mean, a lot of people are mad that they didn't do an HD 2D remake in the style of uh, Octopath Traveler's. Mm. No. Um, which which would have been interesting, but I, I don't know. I don't dislike this, and like I do think if they tried to do uh, like the Final Fantasy VII um, remake, but for Final Fantasy VI, it might be absolutely terrible <laughs> because they would put it up its own ass as much as they did with Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Um, <laughs> and like I don't know, man. I don't know how the Final Fantasy series stumbled so bad into being a parody of itself. Somehow it's gone from the weird fake idea of, that Japan has about medieval Europe mm -hmm. to, like, 
Korean boy bands is what everything from it looks like to me nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And like... Yeah, Final Fantasy XV is basically like, what if the princes from a medieval Europe kingdom were a boy band from 2007? (laughs) But it's also so overwrought where you're like, okay, that premise I could maybe get on board with. But then also it's like, and there are legendary magical teleporting weapons that are tied to the souls of the bloodline of this one family, and that family's kingdom was just invaded, and the king died, and now the prince can teleport these weapons, but he can't yet until he finds the tombs of his ancestors. It's like, what the fuck is any of this? (laughs) This isn't a story. This is like a, this is like a fever dream. Yeah. That's the way I feel about a lot of Miyazaki movies. I'm like, so they have to do this unclear goal, but then it didn't work that way, but then it's a happy ending anyway? I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i sure some of it is just cultural, like, you know, we're trying to examine these stories from a culture that is different from our own. Yeah. And I certainly wouldn't want to denigrate that. But this is what I, this is why playing Final Fantasy VI is, like, revelatory to me, because... This game was also written by people in a culture that is different from my own, but the themes, the ideas, the like characterization is so universal that it doesn't uh, feel <laughs> alien in the way that Miyazaki movies or modern Final Fantasy games sometimes do. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, so, it's fantastic. Uh, the other thing is, I want to talk very briefly, I mentioned it last week, but I finished watching the series AP Bio, mm-hmm. um, and I just want to say... We've talked on this show a few times about how sad it is that Community kind of had its ups and downs and sort of petered out in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, If you want another season of Community that is as good as the heights of the best season of Community, you need to watch the last season of AP Bio. Uh, because it has that same energy. You have to watch all the other ones before to to really get it, unfortunately. <laughs> and, like, the early seasons are fine in a sort of sitcom It's basically what if Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia became a middle school teacher, or a high school teacher. Um, and, uh, you know, that's fine. That's a fine premise for a show. It's funny sometimes. But the last season gets so fucking weird and good <laughs> and confusing uh, that I... If you like Community, I cannot recommend enough that you go and watch AP Bio. Hmm. Maybe I will. What uh, platform is it on? So the first two seasons are free on Peacock. Okay. Um, but then if you want to watch the the last two seasons, you need to pay the you know four dollars or whatever for Peacock Premium. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I've recently gotten access to a uh, Plex server that has. Well, I checked last night. 12,000 movies and 2,800 TV series. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so I am, I'm all set as, in terms of getting to stream whatever I want uh, <laughs> fully without having to Yeah, but to you know you're going to be like, okay, well then I've really wanted to watch Severance, and then you go and it's one of the ones that's not on there, and you're going to be so angry. <laughs> That's what happened when HBO had all those ads. Like, everything we've ever made is now Mm -hmm. available streaming on HBO. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to go back and find this obscure Fraggle Rock special. Fraggle Rock. Yes. Yeah. The first HBO original series. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't have that. Like, fucking. Mm -hmm. That was the first thing I went for because you promised me everything. 
I keep on thinking about the fact that streaming platforms are in such competition with one another, and the way that one would pull out ahead for me is if they said, once we put something on our platform, it's never going off again, goddammit. Because I hate the fact that I'm like, oh, well, now I know where I can watch all of Doctor Who, and then... No, actually, HBO Max has decided we're not carrying Doctor Who anymore one month after we announced that we got it. Like, fuck off! Yeah. It's so... I hate having to find where the thing is on all the different platforms every time! It's also frustrating because HBO Max has, by far, the largest and best library of all the main streaming services... And the worst apps. Yes! Mm-hmm. I try. I was trying to watch the season finale of Peacemaker for three days <laughs> on four different platforms, and it simply would not load on my phone, my PlayStation, my Xbox, or in the web browser. Just, like, it would start and then, like, hiccup and glitch and not work and kick me back to the load it, the, like, yeah. home screen. I have problems with Plex, but that's a free platform. It's connecting one computer to another. I get it. I understand that's going to have problems. HBO is the only other platform where I watch an episode of a show, and then it says, do you want to watch the next? Five, four, three, two, one. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm going to let it do that. And then it crashes <laughs> because it's trying to go from one episode to another. I feel like this is a problem with your house, your internet, no, Louisa, because only, I've never had that problem. It's only HBO. And Plex uh-huh. is a separate thing, so I'm not yeah, going to I'm just Plex. saying no one else has this experience of HBO. Jeff just said No, yeah, HBO bad. sucks ass. <laughs> I mean, I agree it sucks ass, but it never crashes between episodes for me. Oh, I never watch more than one episode of a show in a row because I'm not uh, psychotic. <laughs> One of the things that's very bizarre is that if you leave something paused and then your computer goes to sleep, when you wake it up, it unpauses the thing and it scares the shit out of me every time. (laughs) Yeah, because you're always pausing your episodes of The Sopranos partway through. You're like, it's too scary. It just (laughs) opens up and suddenly a stripper's boobs are right in your face. Yeah, there's a guy being shot not in the face. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a thing from The Sopranos? Yeah, one of the characters who uh, gets killed about halfway through the series. His last words are, not in the face. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's like a famous... If you were a big, <laughs> if you were a big Soprano head, let me tell I've, you. I've tried to watch The Sopranos several times, and I've gotten a few episodes in and then been like, this is so boring. <laughs> I can't believe how boring that show is. It's shocking. I never watched it, but I cannot get over the fact that before the show came out, they advertise it as Tony Soprano. He's a mob boss, but it's his family that really makes him crazy. He needs therapy because of his family, his nagging wife. And like it was a fucking sitcom. Yeah. Did they they start the show out that way? I have no idea. It is... uh... Mostly, I think, a comedy at first. Oh, man. Um, but it is, like, it's more like, uh, okay, so I rewatched the first episode because our friends Chris and Leo were starting it. This is months ago at this point. Um, and it's like, uh, he's a, he's, he's in charge of the mafia, but he goes to therapy every week and he takes Prozac in the morning. 
uh-huh. and it's like, ooh, that's so weird and uh, interesting. He's got mental yeah, health problems. Yeah, because it's gay to go to therapy. That We get it. Yeah, because it was 1998 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was... Um, but, like, the premise was he's... Uh, he's this this tough goomba, but he's got uh, you know a soft heart and uh, mommy yeah. issues. Um, so yeah, I think. Oh, I thought you had a point. You were <laughs> no, the, I yeah, I think the premise was. That part. <laughs> I think the premise was less that his family drives him crazy and more that like stuff gets to him at all. Well, uh-huh. the way that commercials they would uh, show scenes of him like doing stuff with like beating up drug dealers or whatever shooting people, and then cut that with his mother, like, telling him he's a failure, and like, yeah. oh, this is why he needs therapy. No, like, yeah. that's the way they were pitching it. Yep, I think, that's accurate. I think part of why I found the show so boring is because I think if you'd been watching it at the time, it would have been, like, new stuff, but so many things have done that, but better since The Sopranos, that I'm just like, this is, this is like a one-dimensional version of the bad guy from, like, Daredevil or whatever. <laughs> Oh man, can you imagine if James Gandolfini got to live long enough to play Kingpin in the Daredevil TV show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you live long enough to be the Kingpin, or you die a hero, or whatever. Yeah, something <laughs> he like did that. die a hero. Uh, <laughs> it's good, good that he died. That actually. Oh yeah, no, no, it isn't. It's sad. <laughs> he, he probably would have won Oscars and stuff for a TV show. Playing the Kingpin? No, I mean, like, he would have been in real things, winning Oscars. He was in The Mexicans, so I don't want to hear about how he'd be in good movies. He was already in bad movies. Yeah, uh, he was also in Where the Wild Things Are, Louisa. Was Thank that good? No. Okay. <laughs> there are several Academy Award-winning actors in the worst movies ever made the Star Wars prequels, so... <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I can't believe they're making an Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. And that they're putting Joel Edgerton in it as Uncle Owen. Uh, and maybe yeah. Jimmy Smits will be there again. Oh man. When is pe- when are people going to realize that Ewan McGregor is a joke that the world has been playing on itself? No, he's a good actor. <laughs> he is a good actor, but like I think he wants to be seen as a serious actor and he absolutely isn't that. <laughs> All I know is he's naked in, like, everything he does, but not Star Wars. So how yet. long until, yeah, how yeah. long until he's able to be naked in Star Wars mm-hmm. like he wants? Yeah, 100%, get that out. He, 100% he's going to fuck Aunt Maru, right? We all know this. Maru. Maru. Yeah. Maru. What that, what that lightsaber do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have we ever seen any a relationship between a robot and a person in one of these shows yet? I guess there was that robot that was in love with what's his face on Rogue One. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of flirting. In the Han Solo movie, the robot yeah. like Lando. Oh, the yeah, Phoebe but... Waller Bridge Oh, was that her? The flea bag, that one. Yeah. Okay. I guess I yeah, yeah that's fine. She was that she was that <laughs> robot that uh they took her brain out and put it in a spaceship. Yeah, that's like a uh, horror story. That's like a Twilight Zone horror. What happened to that robot? Yeah. She was, oh, yeah. She was horny for that. she was horny what for Lando Calrissian, who just took sucked her brain out with a laser beam, and, and then lost her in a bed. <laughs> God, yep. There were a lot of things I enjoyed about that movie, but there were also like maybe ten moments in it where I was like, "You didn't. Why did you? 
why is that in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the most horrific thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, interesting. Oh, cool. We have an explanation for why Han Solo is called Han Solo, which we didn't ask for, and which makes <laughs> yeah. it really weird that his son would be named Ben Solo, since it wasn't a name and just kind of a <laughs> thing that a Nazi called him once. Yep. <laughs> And oh, if you, you cannot pull that thread in Star Wars, then you're going to have to explain names like Elon Sleazebaganano, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's no good. Salacious Crumb. Is that his name? Is that his species? No one knows. <laughs> no, it's not his species. He's, uh... How can it be his name, though? He can't speak. Like, is it like the way you name a dog? He speaks like a cackling monkey bird or whatever he is. God, uh-huh. what is Salacious Crumb species? I can't remember. <laughs> Kowakian monkey lizard. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> God, he's the one that looks most like a dark crystal leftover, huh? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so what do we do on this show? Oh, right, yeah. there's a premise. <laughs> we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page and put a random word into the box so that we can see a list of articles people have requested about that word, and then we offer advice about those articles. So... Uh, if you wanted to, you could take what we say and go write one of these articles, and then mm-hmm. you'd be a real hero. Mm-hmm. Do not mention win. us. <laughs> yeah, no, do not give us credit, please. We're too humble. Um, if you want to, so uh, the the random word we got today is compete. Mm, you must be of noble birth to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do love that one of the things in this list is just compete. How to compete. <laughs> Isn't that attached to something else? Oh, no, it's not. No, there's one that's just compete. (laughs) There are two different ones about how to do very specific sports competitively as a blind person. Hmm. How to compete in tandem cycling for the blind, and how to compete in alpine skiing for the blind and partially sighted. Now, is those. Is this someone asking because they themselves are blind or partially sighted? Or is this someone trying to scam their way into a a blind tandem cycling competition as a sighted person? Now, that's a very dark way to go with it. Whereas (laughs) it may also be somebody like me who's like, Wait, how do they do that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see. You're like the Just you're going out. you're going to WikiHow to learn how someone does something, but not for instructions I for how to do, do it. I want to do it myself. Yes, exactly. I think for um, I think for uh, blind skiing, they have uh, things that make noise on any yeah, obstacles. Yeah, beeping. Yeah, I think that's true. Mm. I feel like I've heard that. Maybe from the Paralympics, I've heard that. I'm not sure. How does this tie in with the term snowblind? Unrelated. Okay. Is how it ties in. Cool. What about shooting blind? Is that a thing? Is that like shooting from the hip? I think uh, shooting blind is something you hide behind to shoot deer. Oh, oh I see. Ducks usually, I believe. Mm, yes, you're right. It is ducks. But I, I'm, I was trying to get into a biathlon joke, but I don't think we got there. Ducks, uh, duck season. Shoot a duck and mm-hmm. ride a deer. That's I think how it's you do a rabbit season, actually, Joe. Uh, oh, how oh, dare wow. you? God damn it, Pat. <laughs> It's duck season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only this was a visual podcast, so this could really yes. go somewhere. <laughs> uh, if you could see that Louisa is wearing one of those deer stalker caps and <laughs> yeah. holding a rifle, that would make this joke work much better. I do get... have a very dumb expression on my face, so it does work. <laughs> we get done tearing yeah. the posters down and then both evilly glare over at her. 
it says Louisa um, season. <laughs> I watched a live uh, broadcast of, of a Looney podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, I watched a live broadcast of a podcast that uh, my wife really enjoys, which is called Stuff You Missed in History Class. If you don't listen to it, you should, because it's very fun. Um, but anyway, the, the premise was uh, historic feuds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talked briefly at the beginning about how they weren't going to do the Hatfields and the McCoys because that's, like, overdone, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is a person who used to work at Cartoon Network and is very interested in animation history. And she talked about how she thought about doing the Hatfields and McCoys from uh, uh, the point of view of, like, uh, references in other media mm. to that feud. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I looked for the Looney Tunes about the Hatfields and the McCoys that I remembered from when I was a kid, but it's not a Bugs Bunny cartoon or even a Daffy Duck cartoon. It's an Elder F- Elmer Fudd standalone. Jesus. <laughs> was it meant to be like educational? <laughs> no. I'd like, yeah, because the Hatfields and McCoys were still around at the time. <laughs> Uh, and apparently they don't even reference the McCoys. It's just Hatfield. It's fucking insane. Huh. The things she said, I was like, I can't believe that this was ever made. That's anyway, fun. That's fun to me, actually. I can't believe they ever made Elmer Fudd standalone cartoons. I think Why he debuted in a standalone. That's insane. Yeah. He had that different design where he's more bowling pin shaped. Yeah. That I don't mind. Yeah, I liked that as well. One of these is how to compete with Walmart, and yeah. I don't know what they intend to do by going through WikiHow for this. You can't fight City Hall. Yeah, that's true. What if you just, what if you, okay, this is definitely illegal, but would it be illegal if <laughs> you, as a store, offered people a discount if they had blown up a Walmart? <laughs> I like that you went with the absolute most deranged, insane possible version of that. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think that you can incentivize crime in your store, no. What if you figured out a way to make it subtle? What if you figured out a way to make it legal? Mm -hmm. What if you made some kind of holiday where every crime was legal for one day every year? There we go. Then we could Mm, finally get rid of some of these undesirables. Mm -hmm. I think that that might be actually the worst on Walmart. What? If there was a pur- if the purge happened, oh, it'd be bad for Walmart. Would, yes, I th- yeah, I think it would suffer. The people who would suffer the most is Walmart. Mm-hmm. Mm. So maybe the purge is a good idea. Yeah, yeah see, the I'm thing starting is, to come around on the purge. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the premise of the purge initially was like a weird right wing fantasy of like, oh yeah, we it's only the rule of law that keeps people from turning into insane jokers. If you want to be a real yeah. Travis Bickle about it. Yeah, but uh I think in the later ones they were like actually the government uh the government did like a psyop to make everyone do crimes, uh like murder. Oh that sucks. The, the in the first yeah, the the premise of the first one I assume is that this is right under the surface for everybody. And yeah. If you say it's okay, then people will do it, and that's scary and believable. I think the fifth Purge movie, or fourth Purge movie, which was called, ironically, The First Purge, the premise <laughs> is they're doing this in uh, an inner city, and the main characters are like a black family, but people are just drinking outside and smoking weed in the street, and so the government has to like send in provocateurs to make people do violent crimes. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good message, but uh, it doesn't sound I do like think a great it's movie. very funny, the right-wing fantasy purge thing, that people don't realize that the people who would be the biggest targets are rich D-bags who are all right-wing nutjobs. Yeah. Like, if you made all crime legal, the everyone 100% would immediately rush to the richest person they know and murder them, yeah. right? Like, if they knew some guy named Beth Jesus, for example, mm-hmm. or something, you know, similar, a similar sounding name, maybe. Yep, it's true. I do love the idea of somebody going and murdering Beth Jesus, whoever this is. He's a fictional character, so. Yeah, the fictional character, Beth Jesus. Not real. uh, But then murdering him and then being like, okay, now how do I, where do I get the, (laughs) (laughs) I've killed him, now how do I get the thing? How do I I redistribute his money? How do I take over uh, Nile.com? Yeah, what crime do I do next to make his thing me for me? Yeah. Oh, now I have to learn how to embezzle the sticks? Yeah. I need to hack as well? Jesus. I just finished hacking up Beth Jesus with this axe. While wearing, while wearing this clown mask with the eyes crossed out. Yep, and now this that's is why, the real crime. This is why it's so important to develop a community. So you have someone who can do the hacking up with an axe and someone mm-hmm. who can do the computer hacking for the money. Mm, really makes you think. It's true. Yep. Huh, how to compete in an exotic car rally or a muscle car rally. Hmm. Is this like where the um, cars are sexy? <clears throat> like exotic dancing? Jeff, <laughs> all cars are sexy. Mm. They have to have tassels on their headlights. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that you brought muscle car into it, Matt, because how to compete in a muscle car rally? You need a muscle car. How to compete in an exotic car rally? Mm. I feel like that's something anyone with a car could achieve via tassels, yeah, etc. Could you show up to a, a, an exotic car rally and be like, oh, look at my exotic car. It's called an Onda. Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> and right. just chip the H off of the logo on your car. Yeah, that's a great idea. No one's ever heard of this make of car. Do they, the Onda. Do they make cars in countries that uh, Americans consider exotic? Hmm. Uh, Japan and Korea? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah, I guess we do consider that. Those have, have gone so mainstream. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, the uh, exotification of Asia is still can we Can we get, like, a Caribbean sedan? I feel like that still holds ch- some uh, some cachet in the, the mind of the white American. Wasn't Could there you a... just glue a bunch of taxidermied parrots onto your car? <laughs> I mean, yes, you could. You just, <laughs> Nothing can stop you. You cover your car in cinnamon and tomatoes. All these exotic things from the new world. Yeah. God. Wasn't there a special type of very small truck that they only sold in Jamaica? Am I making this up? A special type of very small truck is just yeah. a really fun thing to have said. I know, they were very cute. They were extremely modular, like it could have an open truck bed or it could be enclosed. Like, Is this uh, the the Volkswagen Rabbit or Thing? Ooh, I don't know. I don't even remember the company that made it, but I think it was one that they only sold in Jamaica. I do feel like we breezed too quickly over the concept that the headlights are the boobs of a car. <laughs> they are! They are! I mean, I don't necessarily want to argue that they're not, but... 
What's confusing is that the headlights are also the eyes of a car? Mm-hmm. No, the eyes are the windshield, like in cars. <laughs> but then when you get those novelty eyelashes for your car, they go on the headlights. You know, those are boob lashes. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Oh, man. Listen, I don't want to say gross because everybody is different. And a lot of people have to shave their boobs. <laughs> have to. That's true. Well. Um, How to I think even a human body with those long hairs, like the fake plastic uh, headlight eyelashes, is very upsetting. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Could the front tires be the boobs of the car is all I'm asking, I guess. No, that's the arms of the car. What if it's a car? What What are the doors then? Uh, skin. The flayed back skin of the car. <laughs> the back of the car has to be the like roof, right? Hmm. This is challenging. Maybe the yeah, this doors. Is the doors then are like the obliques. Uh, if If this show does anything, it challenges your preconceived <laughs> notions. Yeah, it really freaks your mind. Yep. Now, I think that you could make an argument that the the legs of the car are the back tires, and the arms of the car are the doors, and then the boobs of the car are the front tires. <laughs> so, the car's doing, like, a, a Naruto run, kind of, against the ground. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Dragging its boobs, <laughs> kicking out sparks. <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, felt it's boobs, at the beginning of this sky. conversation, <laughs> that was like a Bruce Springsteen lyric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff, put that song at the end of the I feel like at the beginning of this conversation, when we were talking about the headlights being the boobs, and I remember the car bras and that little leather thing you put over the front, I was on solid ground. Yeah, that uh-huh, is but- that is what I was thinking when I yeah. agreed with Listen, you. Listen, this, this is my role on the show, is to bring in new ideas that really make you reconsider a lot of the things that you took for granted previously. Yeah, you're an innovator. I am. I'm a real disruptor. And all I'm saying is, could you put one of those car bras on the front tires of your car and make it inoperable? Could you use one of those car bras to uh, hold your human breasts? Um, It might need to be modified, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, and I I mean, it wouldn't be good at it, but you could do it. Mm, But should you? Oh, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) There we go. Um, I like how to compete in sport aerobics. Mm -hmm. Because what does that mean? Is this one of those (laughs) things where we're going to make a lot of jokes about it, and then somebody's going to be like, that's actually the name of a category in the Olympics? I'm going to Google sport aerobics first so we don't All I can think of is, you all remember that uh, opening to that uh, aerobics competition that's hosted by Alan Thicke? And he wrote that crazy theme song. We all remember this video. You can find on YouTube. No, I don't. I do remember like this. how Louisa is like an amateur hypnotist, where she says, "You all remember" before saying something insane. Yeah, when I when or, I say "grandfather clock," you will all remember that Alan Thick did this theme song. <laughs> the thing is, I'm talking to the listener mostly because a lot of times when I say "remember this" and you guys say "no, you made that up," then the listeners are like, "Yeah, I do remember that actually." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, just to themselves yeah. on the bus. Uh, sorry, sports aerobics is another name for aerobic gymnastics, which is basically competitive uh, 
jazzercising. Boring. Yeah. Look up that Alan Thick thing and no. watch it and tell me that you remember now. <laughs> I refuse. It's very I good. That, I don't think I, I know think who Alan Thick is. So many gymnastics are so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very surprising to me that like anyone watches other sports and is aren't like, man, this would be way cooler if people did flips. I like when they had the ribbon. Does that count? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that ribbon. All of the gymnastics are so much cooler than all the other sports put together, and I don't understand why there are other sports. Mm. Uh, You heard it here first. To make muscle guys feel good, I guess. I guess, but look how muscly those gymnastic guys are. Fuck. Mm, yeah. They're lean. We need to have They're like big ice beef. cream cones. <laughs> they are cones. like ice cream cones. You are right, man. <laughs> I know. I am right. Yeah, Jeff, uh. they all have bodies like um, champs, though, if you look at it. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> no, but you want to see oh, those power lifters who just all, guys, all look like Dean Norris. <laughs> the ultimate sport. The ultimate sport is fight gymnastics. When is this going to happen? Oh, wait, this is just a movie gym cop. That's martial arts, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, damn it. (laughs) You can remake it. It's a universal subject. Every generation needs a new version of it. I do think that choreographed fight scenes would be a cool thing to have at the Olympics. I don't really know how it would work because it's like more of an art form than a sport, but it would be cool to watch. I mean, they do figure skating where they pretend to do routines where they're That's like, we're true. in love and now we're fighting. Like, so. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. If they did a gymnastics routine where they were in love and fighting, I would, <laughs> that would be so good. I almost, I almost missed this one. How to compete with roller pigeons. Oh, okay, here we go. So I looked this up, and this is a type of pigeon that, uh, it's a domesticated breed that has been selected for its ability to tumble or roll in the air. Okay. And you're trying to tumble and roll in the air better than these pigeons can, I assume? (laughs) Yeah, you're competing directly with roller pigeons. (laughs) That's what it says! That's what the question is! It's true! Oh, man, Um, I love this idea that there is this whole community of people who have trained pigeons to do flips, and mm -hmm. they compete at flipping. Mm -hmm. Pigeon flippers. Love it. Oh, this is a new HGTV reality show. (laughs) Yeah. This is is my favorite pigeon flipping sport in the entire world. I've made it it an old-timey swear. Swear word, yeah? Okay. (laughs) My minced oath. <sighs> what is- How to compete in a cutting event? Uh-oh. Uh, probably, yeah. like, like cutting fat to for just, weightlifting? Just put on a, bu- a bunch of My Chemical Romance. Oh. Ooh, no. Ooh. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, it's a type myself. of horsing. What? Wait. Horsing? <laughs> like horsing around? <laughs> uh, we were just horsing what? around with these scissors, and, well... <laughs> what does horsing mean? <laughs> You know, it's a type of horse activity. Oh, okay. Uh, it looks all the horses are on this website in sand. Uh, cowboys atop them. Uh, and they're in a pose like like a cat that's about to pounce on something. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like a mannequin? Like a sassy mannequin? Yeah, yeah. his arms up. Uh, the, oh, Jesus. So they do some kind of cattle rustling. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. I can't give advice on how to compete in this event. 
Have I you mean, ever seen I, horse dancing? You know, that's yeah. super exciting and insane. You mean dressage, <laughs> Lisa? Yeah, horse dancing. You have to know how to horse first. <clears throat> that's what I my love... t-shirt says. You have to know how to horse. <laughs> well, you just cut, stumbled upon a new end end of show for <laughs> Get horse or get out of town. <clears throat> I do love how to compete in marching band competitions because I feel like if you are in a position to do that, you already know how. Standing, I would and, hope. The yeah. Position. Oh, man, Jeff. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes you make a joke that just so sucks the air out of the joke with the momentum that I was doing. Uh, I love it. Anyway, um, like, if you don't already have a marching band, then you don't need to know this. And if you do, you already do know this, yeah. right? You were I in marching think. band. You competed in yes. marching band competitions. All of us. Both of us, us yeah. All of us were, yes. Okay, so, well, 66% of us were. Uh, all of the people you're talking to now, Louisa, yes. All right, so how do, our you, audience. how do you win in marching band competition? No, it doesn't say how to win, it's uh, how to compete uh, in them. Yeah. But how do you win? I want advanced knowledge. Oh, well, here's how you win. Every marching band competition I went to, the way that people won was by not playing marching band music and instead playing good music. Mm, that's the trick. Louis, Louis, that's every, the marching every, band classic, right? Everyone who did like a Michael Jackson medley in marching band competitions always won. The one year that we did the entire st- score to Star Wars, we won every competition. Nice, <laughs> that's pretty good. By the time I was doing marching band in high school, I think the general thing was you put together a show that had like a visual identity and music that was from the same like composer or like Broadway show or movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you'd uh, make sure all the people could move the pictures good. And what yep. instruments did you both play for the listening audience? I played the saxophone. And I played the trumpet. Very good. Bah. You guys should start Lou a band. Mamba number five, get up. <laughs> you should start a band with, with it's just saxophone and trumpet. That's an unusual combination, and I think it would mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would suck. <laughs> yeah, it would be real bad. I haven't played the saxophone <laughs> in more than a decade. That would be yeah. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we would call it No Rhythm or Melody. <laughs> Just back up. Ugh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what the Eagles were, am I right? Ooh, ah, God, God, I'm no, freaking about them. <laughs> Taking the Eagles down a notch, finally. Yep, somebody had to do it. I like when a band has the drummer singing a song. That's always good. Oh, yes. The Foo Fighters. Yes, well, the Eagles also, but also Genesis, I want to say. Phil Collins yes. sung from the drums. I he? don't think Dave Grohl plays the drums while he's singing in Foo Fighters, Matt. He can. He has done it. Has he? Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's uh, what I mean. Because, who plays the uh, guitar? I've seen him play the drums while he's singing in the Foo Fighters. Huh. He does that sometimes. That's yeah. so strange to me. Well, like, Don Henley played guitar and bass, I think, but he plays At the drums same time. And sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a one-man band. He started sewing the arms of corpses onto his back so that he can play <laughs> all these instruments at once. Matt, you've been playing too much Elden Ring. I know! <laughs> not allowed anymore. That's <laughs> what the song Frankenstein is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wrote it about their colleague. <laughs> uh, this one's messing me up. Because I don't think this person knows what they're talking about. How to compete in the Latin dances. Mm. Do they think that there's a specific codified number of them? 
Hold on. I don't know if I'm just gun shy because of all the corrections we've been getting in our Discord lately, but I'm like, is there a cat? Is <laughs> yeah. there a competition called Latin dances? I've googled the Latin dances to see, and there does not <laughs> appear to be a thing called the Latin dances. Okay, good. All right, we're on safe ground. Okay. Um, yeah. Figure out how many you want to learn to compete in, I guess, first of all. Oh, hold on. The category of Latin dances in the international dance sport competitions. No, I know that there's a style of dance broadly described as Latin dance. There are five specific Latin, uh, five specific dances in the Latin dances category. All right, good. Um, Okay, let's do back and forth, and the first person who can't come up with one is out. All right. I'll go first, since that means I need to name three. Okay. Uh, I will say the tango. No. Uh, Shit. Salsa. No. Uh, Merengue. Nope. Fuck. Bossa Nova. Nope. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, The (laughs) cha-cha. The cha-cha-cha, yes. Yes! Uh, The the lambada, the forbidden dance. No, it's forbidden. Oh yes, I forgot that it was forbidden. Uh, The... Waltz. <laughs> uh, so you got the cha-cha-cha. There's also the samba, paso doble, and jive, and rumba. Oh, this rumba is like is a... a robot that cleans your house, Jeff. No, that's the rumba, <laughs> not the rumba. Oh, okay. Uh, this is like a 1940s white American idea of Latin dances, then. Okay, I got yes. you. Uh, the jive is the only one of United States origin. If you were at a dance club and somebody said everyone do the Roomba and then everyone got out a mop and started cleaning the dance floor. A mop? Yeah. Really, you should get out a long straw and suck crumbs off the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, get out of here. Go suck crumbs, you bum. <laughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> How to compete at curling. I've always thought it would be fun to be that guy who very frantically brushes the ice mm-hmm. in front of the stone. Mm, the curling broomer? That's not what he's called. No, sweeper, I want to say, but that might just be a generic sports word. I would be so afraid of accidentally hitting the stone, which you're not allowed oh, to yes. do. Yeah. Ugh, then you've ruined everything. I love when they're... I, I'm gonna say all the wrong terms when we talk about curling, so yeah. be prepared for that. I like when they're putting, uh, and it's like right at the end, and so it's like they have to move it just a short distance and the guy's really down there on the ice scrubbing really hard. Yeah, That's the best. That is very good. <clears throat> they have a broom to make it smoother and they have like a little rake to make it rougher, right? That sounds yeah. right, but I don't know. I don't know if they have a one to make it rougher. It, it would make sense. Yeah. <clears throat> that feels like it would make sense. it too easy though, Yeah. Well, I don't think it's strong enough to, like, really dig up the ice. So. Yeah, could you just have an ice pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jam it into the ice right past where <laughs> the thing is supposed to stop? Yeah, oh, you man. can just... If you can get it to land in the ice to stop the puck... Uh, so this is like Olympics-level mumbly peg. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this one. How to compete for the America's Cup, which I know is a yachting competition. Well, sailing. Mm. I don't know if it's specifically yachts. But it covers so much ground, ocean, ocean ground, uh. that, that I feel like anybody with a boat could slip in there and join <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> right? Just sneaking into the How- America Cup. <laughs> How could they stop you, is my question. Legally, they can't. <laughs> exactly. Could you have a friend at the start of the America's Cup take a picture of the 
I, I don't know, the number that they pin to the back of the boat's jersey or whatever. Yeah. And then you print out a version of it and put it on the back of your boat, and then you're like, you no, know, we just got here super fast. Yeah, this rowboat just won the America's Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suck shit, everybody. Yeah. It's weird, because when it started, it was a tugboat, and now it's a <laughs> it's a it's one of those uh, uh, university rowing club boats. Yeah. Do you think a tugboat could compete in the America's Cup? Is that what you're going with this? It cheated. My new children's movie is all about what if a tugboat competed in this. <laughs> this is just wacky racers, but on the ocean. Oh my god. Yeah. Scooby-Doo is Everyone there. stop digging. <laughs> Would you need to give special uh, dispensation to the characters that are already on a boat. I'm thinking of I Captain was, Crunch, but I know he's not part of the way. I characters. was going to say, do you think that uh, that Jabberjaw would have to be oh, yeah. uh, disqualified from the get-go? I want a fully open-source, multiversal version of Wacky Races, where we mm-hmm. don't just get Hanna-Barbera characters, but yeah, also, like, Captain Crunch is there. <laughs> yeah. I think, hold on, Jabberjaw was afraid to swim, wasn't he? Wasn't that one of his things? Yes, I think. So that would be He was Curly from the Three Stooges was his main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that fighting game where people could, like, it was open source so people could create- Mugen. Yeah, that, but for racing games would be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. I guess, I mean, there's that new Final Fantasy racing game coming out soon that looks like- they didn't put any thought into it at all. It's a Chocobo game, isn't it? Chocobo Racers? No, it's not. Mm. It's a kart racer, but Chocobo's riding carts. <laughs> oh no, what have we done? Yeah, that's a Chocobo racing game. But you can also play as, like, Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, yeah. everyone's favorite character. He's a type of Chocobo. I mean, depends, yeah, sure, okay, yeah, no, you can miss me. <laughs> it's like how humans are actually just the type of Pokemon in the Pokemon world. Yep, humans are just dinosaurs if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think about it, it's still true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what That's what's we... nice about science, even gonna... if you don't think about it, it's still true. <laughs> Especially if it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of these are how to get into competitions, and I feel like you could have just typed the name of that competition into Google. Hey! This is what I always say. You told me I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because it just undermines the premise of our show. Uh, I do like... Okay, so maybe we'll wrap up with how to compete in MMA. Mm-hmm. Because I do think... Now, obviously, I have never watched MMA, and I never will, and have no interest in it. But... But you're going to make declarative... Yeah, I'm going to state strong opinions anyway. Um, it's fine. MMA sucks. The name of it implies that it is, like combinations of martial arts which i mean i think it's mostly just meaning like there's no rules against doing a specific type of move (coughs) but i would love for you for people to be constantly trying to come up with the blend of two martial arts that would let them have an edge this one i'm gonna do is gonna be tai chi and uh capoeira yeah Mm mm-hmm uh, That'd be cool. Yeah, you're right. Isn't, no, tai, you're isn't tai Chi mostly like stretches that you do for? Yeah, capoeira is just dancing. <laughs> yeah, but it's like dancing you can do with a sword. Yeah, you can hold a sword while you do tai chi. <laughs> no one's stopping you. Yeah, that's true. No one is. Yeah. It most of most of the time, no one's stopping you from holding a sword. 
Could you go into the MMA arena with, like, a suit of armor and a broadsword and be like, this is one of the martial arts I'm doing today, you guys. This is, look, look, it's right here in the player's handbook. This is a martial weapon. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Just because we call uh, martial arts from the East, uh, like martial arts doesn't mean that other arts that are martial are not also martial arts you know if somebody gladiator competitions were mixed martial arts right yeah yeah, yeah a guy with a net and a spear versus a guy with a flail that's yeah as mixed as it gets <laughs> yep now i'm just thinking about the fact that there's absolutely a rule in the mixed martial arts rule book somewhere that says you can't cover your body with olive oil before you go into the <laughs> arena and that's great. But there's no rule that says a dog can't compete, which is very Aww, strange. As long as that dog is a noble bird. As long as that dog is a noble bird. God damn it. What's that? We tied it all back together. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please uh, tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to correct us about things, which happens every week, and we love it, even though it makes me feel very stupid. (laughs) Uh, So to do that, you just need to message us on Mastodon to get an invite. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. My info is all at WeaponizedLanguage.com, where you can also get previous episodes of this show. And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. In the meantime, though, uh, please don't forget that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. Mm, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. You have to know how to horse. It's good. It is good. (laughs) Uh, It's good.